Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Oh, hey there, friends. It's me, your host, Nick. This is Nick's Nerd News. And I am going to do... I don't know what I'm going to do. I really don't know what to do. Can you, can you believe we're almost halfway through July? It's crazy, isn't it? it? It's just... I don't understand. And we're all home, so it doesn't matter anyway. I mean, 2020 is a wrap, man. It's a wrap already. Time to time to get focused on 2021, folks. It's a wrap. What are we talking about, huh? You guys talking about how you're going to just keep listening to me forever and ever? Because, I mean, you got so much time on your hands now. Or are we going to, I don't know, just keep getting on with our lives? It depends. You'd think I'd be putting out more content, but, you know, no, I still got to work because pools. Anyway... Anyway, let's let's talk about what is going on in the nerd world this week, folks, right? Are are we tired of of waiting and listening to me talk about nonsense? That's that's not what you guys came here to he- listen. You came here to listen to me talk about what's going on in video games and movies and TV shows even though the latter two aren't really happening right now. Huh? Are the movie theaters ever going to reopen this year? Probably. I don't know. I don't know. You know, in an alternate universe, we would have been going to see Tenet this weekend. Well, I wouldn't have been going to see Tenet this upcoming week, but, you know, other people would have. But, you know, I may just go see it just to go to a movie theater, because it will probably be the first movie open. But that's a conversation that you guys know I talk about all the time, and my issues with Christopher Nolan. But, but, let's get into what you're all here for. How about that Ubisoft Direct earlier today, huh? Or uh, Ubisoft Forward, is that what they called it? Anyway, we'll talk about that in just a few minutes, huh? First off, how about this? Breath of the Wild 2 is all but confirmed now for Nintendo Switch, or if Nintendo goes on to the next thing quickly. Breath of the Wild 2 is all but confirmed as the voice actors have confirmed that they have finished recording all of their lines for the sequel to the Zelda game. That's right. Voice actors confirming. So, means it's 100% fact. It's not, but, you know. <laughs> anyway. So, you know, I have the game. I've yet to play it. I'll get it. I'll get to it. I'll Eventually, if I don't stop playing Call of Duty. Anyway, how about this? Per The Guardian. Yes, The Guardian of, of all places... The Final Fantasy VII Remake team has, uh, part two, I should say, Final Fantasy Remake Part Two team is not at 100% efficiency, uh, all because of COVID, and, however, the game producers or directors said it it is not going to affect it too much. Uh, It said, uh, co-director... Naoki Hamaguchi and producer Yoshinori Kitase. And he said that release of the game happening during this unprecedented situation has blindsided us. At this current time, 
the team are still making the next game via remote working. Our performance will temporarily drop below 100% efficiency because of this, but I do not think there should be a big impact in the long term. So that's good. And uh, they said, I'm not able to tell you the answer to that now. I understand that there is a lot of speculation among the fans. That is what we wanted and what we've really enjoyed, seeing those theories and guesses of what the ending means. We wanted the fans to keep the discussion going on social media and keep their excitement high as we head towards the next game. That uh, they did confirm Sephiroth will be a major villain in Part 2. Uh, they said in the game, Sephiroth did not make an appearance in the section of the story told in Final Fantasy VII Remake, but we changed it in it to have him appear from the start in order to position him playing an important role over... The whole of the remake project. Sephiroth plays a major part in the ongoing story of the next game, so I am unable to reveal any more information about him here. So how about that, folks? As I stumble along into that game, which I need to go back to playing as well. Yes, I'm admitting my faults here, folks. I'm admitting that I have just been playing Call of Duty mostly and not anything else, and that is a problem. That so much is a problem. Anyway, how about this? The makers of Left 4 Dead have announced a new game called Back for Blood, and it will be zombie-focused and co-op and first-person shooter. Real creative with their names there, huh? Back for Blood from Left 4 Dead with a 4 in the middle. Turtle Rock Studios. Anyway, the team behind L.A. Noir. Yes, that L.A. Noir, the VR cases. However, the VR cases, not the full L.A. Noir. See how I tricked you there? They have opened up and said they are working with Rockstar on a new open-world VR game. Whatever that may be. I don't know what Rockstar's got up its sleeve. They have money to do whatever the hell they want, really, between Red Dead and, and uh, Grand Theft Auto V. It, it's it's ridiculous, really. I wonder if they will incorporate VR into like a mainline game. If it's just going to be like a one-off game. I wonder. I wonder what it means. It's it's interesting. That's for sure. Maybe it's a VR mode for Red Dead. Maybe it's whatever they put out on the next gen. Who knows? I don't. No one does except them. Maybe we'll learn more. Remember, there was no E3. Anyway, in a few short weeks, Microsoft and Xbox will have their first party showcase, which will air on July 23rd, a Thursday at 9 a.m. And for sure, for sure, we have confirmation that Halo Infinite campaign will be shown off in some capacity. Now, bigger question, though, is if the... Open Secret Fable remake gets talked about. If multiplayer is shown off for Halo Infinite. And if whatever maybe the initiative is working on. Will new studios get announced? I, I don't I don't know. I really don't know. I wonder what else is going to get shown off. I hope it's... it. While yes, I do want mostly first party. And them to spend a good chunk amount of time on, on first party stuff. Hopefully we get some more teases on third party. Because it's been kind of lacking. Just in general. Like, kind of sucks. But, granted, Ubisoft Forward helped today. But, it wasn't perfect. So, we'll see. 
July 23rd, 9 a.m. Pacific. They should close with Halo. I'll just say that. Anyway. Speaking of Xbox Showcase and maybe announcing new studios, Xbox has officially thrown its hat into the ring, into the various video game companies positioning themselves to purchase WB Games or WB Interactive, the the essentially uh, subset of a company owned by Warner Brothers AT&T, and AT&T is trying to offload them. So Rocksteady Studios and Avalanche and WB Interactive and WB Montreal and Monolith Studios and, and NetherRealm, you know. They own very big properties. Granted, Microsoft would probably love to enter a partnership with a lot of those studios. For one, they've put out some of the best games in the last few years. Rocksteady with all the Batman Arkham games. Monolith with the Lord of the Rings battle f- or uh, the Mordor games, and you know, Nether Realm, of course, just with Mortal Kombat in general and Injustice. So, of course, they want they want to throw their hat in the ring and have some more studios to puff up their their portfolios. Of course, but it will be interesting to see what actually happens with all of those when it's all said and done. It'll be interesting for sure. If you guys are not familiar with Martin O'Donnell, or Marty O'Donnell, as he's known in the industry by many fans, longtime member at Bungie, uh, was the composer on many of their games, including uh, the first three original Halo games. Of course, a lot of the music on Destiny until he was essentially fired and most of his stuff was thrown out. Uh, he opened up and did a very candid interview with uh, Hidden Xperia, who is probably one of the top Halo content creators on YouTube. I pretty much watch his every video he puts out. Big fan of Hidden Xperia. Uh, he got to sit down, well, virtually at least, with Marty O'Donnell. Spoke about Destiny and Activision, their partnership with with um, with Bungie and things like that. And, and, and talking about how it was almost like doomed from the start and Bungie almost went back to Microsoft even though they had split after, after Halo and everything like that. And just... Everything, he sued Activision and won, which ultimately then cost him his job at Bungie and things like this. But, you know, he's, he's just very candid and open, and, and, and he's happy that, that Bungie's been able to retain the IP and, and a lot of things. It's a, it's a nice big interview. I would definitely go check it out. Um, sent some little mini shockwaves throughout the industry, for sure. Definitely worth a watch. It's up on YouTube. Hidden Xperia. Hidden Xperia. Great guy. Love his content. Anyway, that is that. Uh, Also got news on when WWE 2K Battlegrounds releases. Remember, we're not getting a full WWE 2K game this year. We are just getting Battlegrounds, and that will now release in September. So be on the lookout for that later this fall. So if you're wanting to get your wrestling on in a more arcade type game, there's your chance. Anyway, very Xbox-centric episode. Granted, we've had, like, PS5-centric ones the last couple weeks, so that that's that's, that's fine. And that that's okay, because, you know, it's, it's good to get some, some balance here. How about this? The, uh, the, the higher-ups at Microsoft and Xbox uh, uh, allegedly 
have told developers that next-gen upgrades should be free. So if you buy a game on current-gen and it comes out on next-gen, you shouldn't have to pay an upgrade. And as for Video Game Central or VGC, or Video Games Chronicle, excuse me, they said that publishing sources with knowledge of Microsoft's next-gen policies, granted, you know, they, they have smart delivery, and it says uh, they've been encouraging companies working on cross-gen games to offer upgrades at no additional cost. Uh, granted, they have their smart delivery, like I mentioned just before. And some games uh, are doing this. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Cyberpunk 2077. And I wonder if they're going to like actually do anything about it. But it's, it's very interesting. And granted, EA is doing a little different. But... I, I don't know. It's interesting to see. I, I don't know if it should be mandatory. Granted, it, it really sucks if you'd have to buy it twice, 100%. A, a small upgrade fee I, I could get behind. But, and free, free's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's fucking awesome. But, like, mandating, I'm, I'm not 100% okay with. But, like, I don't also want to have to shell out another 60 or potentially $70 on a game again. You, you get what I'm saying? I mean, if, if it's a certain window, 100%, I get that maybe it's free. But not, not the life of the game, if, if that makes sense. Not like four years down the road. But So it, 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 it has to be figured out, for sure. But mandating, I don't know. That's, you're going down a sketchy road there. Only if they opt in, though. I'm, I'm cool with that, because like, they're going to still make their money. So, who knows, who knows. How about this? We finally know where Ninja is going after the crash and burn of Mixer. Uh, still no word on Doc yet for some reason. I don't know what's going on. They, they said they were going to tell us. Mixer, however, will be joining YouTube Gaming. Um, and I think by now he's already been there for a little while. He actually had a, a good number of people watching his first stream, if I read correctly. But, yeah, YouTube Gaming of all places. Anyway, are you guys a big fan of The Sims? I don't know who is any... I mean, I know a lot of people still play, but, like, I haven't played The Sims in, I don't know, like, ten years? Well, they're getting their own reality show coming to TBS, and it will have players participating in skills and elimination challenges within The Sims 4 uh, in a way to, quote, most build, quote, most unique characters, worlds, and stories. It's called The Sims Sparked. It will be a four-part series. It begins this upcoming Friday at 8 p.m. And, uh... BuzzFeed multiplayer? Are you fucking kidding me? Anyway, fucking... Uh, 12 contestants competing for 100 grand, and you have to impress a panel of celebrity judges who... I don't even know who the fuck these people are. But, uh, no contestants yet. They said it will be familiar online personalities who each specialize in their own element of The Sims gameplay. And, uh, yeah, on, on the 17th on TBS. So, be on the lookout for that. So, The Sims. The Sims. The fucking Sims. We also 
are learning, possibly. Sony has a, a issued another new patent suggesting that backwards compatibility may be coming in the form of something via the cloud for PS1, 2, and 3. Via the cloud. I don't know how... I don't know why it's taken them so long to do this, but it'll be interesting to see how it works via the cloud. You know, everything's via the cloud. Remember, they signed a partnership with Microsoft to use Microsoft Azure, uh, their cloud services, which is just... It's ironic. It's very ironic, you know, as Palpatine would have said. But I wonder if they're going to finally have backwards compatibility after the head of uh, Sony a while back, or PlayStation, Jim Ryan, was like, oh, people don't do backwards compatibility. Like, you know, you're a fucking idiot, dude. Like, they do. Because your company wouldn't be investing in it now if it wasn't an actual thing that people cared about. But, hey... Good on them. Good on them. If it works. If it happens. Good on them. I don't know how it's going to work, but... Anyway, we've got our first look at what PlayStation 5 box art will look like. And it's got a white label compared to previous PlayStation games uh, from the past few years. I will say PS5 in white. Granted, is PS4 in white? No, it was blue. Blue. You know, Xbox 360 used to have the white market. Anyway... Yeah, it's just, it looks like a game case, like they have been. Here's my only question. On next-gen game, game cases, is Xbox going to keep doing the disc on the, the wrong side? So, that that's really what I fucking care about at this point. <laughs> How about this? Capcom has said that 80% of their games are sold digitally now. Yeah, 80% of Capcom games... That's crazy to think about. 80%? That can't be reflective of the whole industry. I don't, I don't know. That's crazy, though, if it's just Capcom. Grin, Capcom's just been putting out fucking remasters lately, so that, ex <laughs> that explains a lot. Yes, they put out new games, but I'm just saying. That's a crazy stat, for sure. And uh, going back to Sony here, they have purchased... A 200 or acquired a minority stake in Epic Games for $250 million. Uh, Epic T CEO Tim Sweeney, they were speaking about the buying the stake, um, I guess, after the Unreal 5 engine demo. They liked it a lot, apparently, which interesting take for sure. And they acquired a minority stake for $250 million. Um, this is a a quote, Epic's powerful technology in areas such as graphics places them at the forefront of game engine development with Unreal Engine and other innovations. There's no better example of this than the revolutionary entertainment experience Fortnite, said by the CEO of Sony. Throughout our investment, we will explore opportunities for further collaboration with Epic to delight and bring value to consumers and the industry at large, not only in games, but also across the rapidly evolving digital entertainment landscape. So, as you can see, Sony wants to leverage this for their filmmaking capabilities, which, understandable, they are one of the major studios right now. Uh, then Epic CEO Tim Sweeney said, Sony and Epic have both built businesses at the intersection of creativity and technology, and we share a vision of real-time 3D social experiences leading to a convergence of gaming, film, and music. Together, we strive to build an even more open and accessible digital ecosystem for all consumers and content creators alike. So, for you guys that might be uninformed, 
Want to know what get what two hundred fifty million gets you with Epic? A one point four percent stake. This company has gone in the last ten years from being worth almost nothing, and when I say nothing, they were maybe worth like ten, maybe ten billion dollars. No, maybe like a billion dollars. Right now, they're worth close to like twenty billion dollars. How about that, huh? That's nuts, man. 250 million for a 1.4% stake? That's nuts. It's nuts. It's crazy. Crazy. Um, Double Fine Studios, if you guys are uninformed, creators of Psychonauts and many other games. Uh, Tim Schafer, Brian Fargo, both uh, the the creative heads and studio heads over there, you know, formerly of, of LucasArts, said that while working on Psychonauts 2, even though it was crowdfunded, that they were going to be have, have to cut all of the boss fights from the game. They were being interviewed by GamesIndustry.biz, and uh, several other studio heads spoke with them too from the new Xbox Game Studios umbrella. And what they said, uh, Tim Schafer, per GamesIndustry.biz, said, With Psychonauts 2, we could see the end of our budget coming up, and so we had cut a lot of stuff. We had to cut our boss fights. And uh, then he said, I'm looking forward to doing things for the right reasons. When you only have a certain amount of time and money, you might jump into a part of the game that you're not ready to jump into or start working on art before you're ready with design. But now I look forward to this era where we're doing everything for what is right for the game. And granted, this was after the acquisition from Xbox. And um, I guess they were, like they said, they, they spoke to... Uh, had oh sorry Brian Fargo is from In Exile I misspoke earlier he said that I prepare the whole presentation I sat with Matt Booty head of Xbox Game Studios and said here's what we want to do and he said if that's what you want to do then great it was over in like 60 seconds and just talking about how they can pitch stuff that they never thought they'd be able to pitch and this is then uh, I don't know it's really good and I like to hear that, and I like to hear that they're they're behind their studios and kind of take like a hands-off approach and let them be who they want, you know? I like when, when a company buys someone and doesn't have overreach because it allows them to continue to do what they're doing because that's why they bought them, to do what they were doing, not to force them to do other things. So, good. Good on them. Good on them. Amazon has announced that they've delayed the launch of their MMO to next year. A lot of, lot of not good things for games coming out of, an, out of Amazon lately. So, not good. Not good at all. But we have reached the end of our gaming news because we're going to talk about Ubisoft Forward, which was like their E3 conference without being at E3. And there was some fucking cool shit. That's for damn sure. We got almost 30 minutes of Assassin's Creed Valhalla gameplay. It comes out November 17th. And they showed off some stuff. You can almost go through every tributary with your team. Because you always have like raiders with you on, on your Viking ship. That's pretty fucking cool. You can dual wield all weapons, including shields. There will be... Uh, choices to be made that could affect the outcome of the game. You want to recruit and grow your 
your uh, settlement in, in England. And you can choose to be male or female, which is pretty fucking cool, as always. I'm just going to dual wield axes all day, probably, because, you know, that's what fi Vikings fucking did. And looks like you can go on, like, raiding parties. You can recruit a cat to your team. That's right, a Viking cat. Like, a literal cat can, can be recruited to your team to go on raids with you. And... So it is. It's it's Vikings going into uh, into medieval England, essentially not medieval, pre-medieval, and it, it it I just can't fucking wait, dude. It sucks. I gotta wait till November, but it looks really good, and the gameplay looks nice and crisp. And uh, about half an hour worth of that is up online now to check out. They did some other announcements for some of their other games, like The Crew, some mobile games. Uh, however, this this is the big stuff I'm talking about. Uh, Hyperscape, which was their new their new battle royale, which they announced last week. Uh, open beta is now live. Uh, this is their new. It it almost looks like it took a page out of Ready Player One. That's for damn sure. But yeah, open beta is available now, PC only. Uh, Hyperscape, their new game, looks pretty fucking cool. The gameplay looks really fun. Very different from. It looks like if you took Overwatch and Fortnite and kind of blended it together. I only say Fortnite because the art style, but like all other, obviously all other Battle Royale games are pretty much the same in some degree. Uh, got our first new look at Watch Dogs Legion, which they've been able to update and change. They also showed off this really cool short film related to Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, they showed off how you can pretty much recruit and play as anyone. And they actually showed off a mission and how you could do it with di different uh, different citizens of London that you've recruited and how you can approach the gameplay. That's pretty fucking cool. It's, that's, that's just something that is totally new to gaming, for sure. Where you can just play as any random NPC in the city of London and, and go from there and use their different skill sets. So that's pretty fucking awesome. That releases on October 29th of this year. So be on the lookout for that. So pretty much back-to-back -back Watch Dogs, Legion, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, they also announced that Ghost Recon Breakpoint will get its AI teammates update on the 15th. So by the time you guys are listening to this, that will be live if you've been holding off on, on Ghost Recon Breakpoint. And then what stole the fucking show. I was going to talk about this last week, but I, I held off. I don't know why I held off, but Giancarlo Esposito, or did I talk about this? I don't remember if I talked about this. It was hinting at him possibly being in a very big game. It was two weeks ago, I think. Anyway, uh, he was hinting at he would be in a very, very big game, and we finally know what that is. He's playing the fucking villain of Far Cry 6. And it looks like he's playing like a dictator, somewhat like um, Fidel Castro. Uh, we're, we're playing on an island nation that, that's kind of like stuck in time, but also during modern day. Um, and you might have some kind of connection to his son, who a lot of people was Vaz from Far Cry 3 because he had similar scars. And obviously that's not going to work because it takes place in modern day. And thank God, thank God... They're eschewing, eschewing, is that how you say eschewing? Like the 
the explosions and the, the nuclear fallout of what happened at the end of Far Cry 5. Or maybe this takes place concurrently. I don't know. But I am very, very excited for this game. Far Cry has been one of my top series since Far Cry 4. Um, we don't speak of Far Cry Primal, though. But Far Cry 4 with Pagan Min, the villain, that dude was, was a badass villain. And Giancarlo Esposito is an amazing actor. Most people know him from, from Breaking Bad. He was in Community. I know him from The Mandalorian and, and, and other projects. So just the fact that he is the villain is fucking perfect. And it makes me want the game even more. Comes out for Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 4, and PlayStation 5 February of next year. So be on the lookout for that. They do show off some some snippets of gameplay. It was mostly cinematics just to get give you an idea of the story and Revolution in the Caribbean is exactly what I'm fucking looking for, folks. Ooh. Ooh. Cause I love playing Tropico and this just ties in. Icing on the cake. I love I love Cuba. I love the whole idea of Cuba. I've always wanted to visit, and unfortunately, the restrictions were put back in place by the current U.S. administration after they had been lifted by the previous. And, uh, anyway, fucking Cuba-like place we're going to for Far Cry 6, Giancarlo Esposito, I'm sold. You know, I, It could suck, and I'm already sold. I don't care, because of those two factors. That's it for gaming. Let's move on to see what's going in the television world, folks. Yes, and that's special. Anyway, we got a new trailer for The Boys, Season 2. Definitely upping the ante for Billy and the Boys. A lot of stuff going on, for sure. I can't wait to see where things go, because they're, they're teasing some interesting paths to go down in where the boys are going to end up being and things like that. So I'm stoked. I don't know about y'all, but it sucks that we got to wait till September. But speaking of that, we did get a new trailer for, oh wait, actually, hold on. Uh, we're also going to get a short film about Bully the Butcher sometime during the middle of season two. But Speaking of new trailers for awesome comic book adaptation shows, we got our first trailer for Umbrella Academy Season 2. And it looks like the gang is heading back to the 70s, or the 60s, was it? I already can't remember. Anyway, they're going to get into some hijinks, and it looks fun. God, Umbrella Academy is such a great show. It balances everything so well, and I am stoked for season two which drops in two weeks so so check out both of those trailers they're on youtube umbrella academy hits netflix on the 30th the boys season two hits amazon in september um so we also got news this week that abc is looking to possibly reboot the wonder years what would you do if i sang out of tune would you stand up and walk out, man? You know, the Joe Cocker version of a Beatles song was the theme song. Anyway, The Wonder Years. 
possibly looking to be rebooted over at ABC. Looks like they want to update it for modern standards and uh, we'll, we'll focus on a black family. And I guess it is true now. It's not rumor anymore. It will be focused on a black middle-class family living in the 60s era Montgomery, Alabama. Whoa, that's going to be that's going to be good cuz they'll be able to talk about things that we need to fucking talk about in this country. Uh, as per the Hollywood Reporter, it has received a sizable pilot production commitment from ABC and will debut as part of their 2021-2022 TV season. So that is next fall. And Lee Daniels will co-produce, uh, will executive produce, excuse me. He's also the co-creator of Empire. And the uh, Saladin K. Patterson, who did The Big Bang Theory, will executive produce and write the pilot. And once everything gets approved, they'll get a full writer's room. And uh, co-creator of the original show, Neil Marlins, is attached as a consultant. And Fred Savage will executive produce and direct the pilot. So Fred Savage was the original star. Fred Savage has become somewhat of a, a darling in the TV directing chair. Uh, he's been more behind the scenes lately than, than he was before. And uh, Hollywood Reporter also notes, Daniels, Velez, Patterson, and Savage brought the idea directly to ABC Entertainment. Uh, President Kerry Burke who previously singled out The Wonder Years as one of the programs that made her want to work in television. Savage and Patterson are close friends, with the former having directed the latter's untitled Leslie Odom Jr. multi-camera pilot last year. So that's a good, good thing. And, um... So, I'm stoked to see that. Uh... That show was on from 1988 to 1993. During the 60s and 70s, it took place. Uh, if you've never seen it. And, oh, Daniel Stern was part of it. Interesting. And people love that show. And it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But I hope it gets off the ground. Because that will probably be a good show. And help people have conversations that they probably didn't want to have. That they need to have. Or help people ask questions they need to ask. But that's good. Uh, going back to Netflix for a minute. They've cancelled The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Uh, it will end with part four. So if you liked that show, sorry. Uh, we also got someone... Uh, we officially have the new casting for Batwoman. Uh, it will be played by... I'm, I, I don't know if I'm saying her name right. Javicia? Javicia? Javisha? Leslie? Uh, formerly of God Friended Me. Uh, she will take over the role of Batwoman. Uh, no word yet on who she will be playing, though. Hopefully they'll get to be able to start working on those shows again and figure it all out. Uh, HBO Max has announced that they will be getting a spin-off series from The Batman. And when I say The Batman, I mean the, the upcoming Michael or uh, Matt Reeves' The Batman with Robert Pattinson. Uh, will be focusing on Gotham PD. It's a prequel series that will go to HBO Max. So it's just Gotham. It's another version of Gotham. <sighs> Jesus Christ. And... Hold on, I'm reading. This is per Variety. Uh, it said, Before when the Batman is set and dive into how Gotham became corrupt and infested with criminals. So... 
it's just like the show Gotham. I don't understand. Why, what, why are we rebooting? Why are we rebooting? Again. Enough, people. Enough. Like, yes, we want more Batman, but I don't need Gotham content. It reflects too much reality these days. Anyway, Rick Reardon has given an update on when we might see his Percy Jackson TV show on Disney+. And he mentioned how it takes him 6 to 12 months to write a book. So writing episodes for a TV show will take him a lot longer. So don't expect... Um, don't expect the, the Percy Jackson show for, for a couple of years is essentially what he was saying. So just like, lower your expectations. We'll get there when we get there. It's nice to hear stuff like that from creators. Anyway, uh, the CW has announced that Stargirl will move over to the CW full-time permanently starting in the fall for season two, which... I don't know what that means for DC Universe. DC Universe is a great streaming service. And it, just because it, you know, it, it was in 4K, it offered comic stuff, uh, like actual, to be able to read comics. It was pretty much a large portion of the DC library. And, and granted, now it's kind of in this weird place with HBO Max and, and other streaming services and... You know, Stargirl was an original program, then it was kind of airing on CW like a week or two later. And then now you have the Doom Patrol, which was the original program on on DC Universe, is now also going to be airing on HBO Max. And it's just, they need to figure their shit out over at Warner Brothers, but I don't know what's going on. I do know, no, no, what's going on. Well, if you guys are a big fan of Groundhog Day like me, there might be... There might be a Groundhog Day television show. Well, we all might be in luck. Because Stephen Toblowski has said that he would definitely return as Ned Ryerson for the show. In some capacity. Uh, as it would be like a sequel show. But <laughs> if the show ever happens, he said, of course. I like to hear things like that. That has me excited. But We also got a trailer for the new Star Trek show, Lower Decks, uh, which is the animated show uh, which has Rick and Morty writers attached. And it's about what would a Star Trek show be like if we focused on like the ensigns down at the bottom of the ship. The ones nobody cares about. And I can say for certainty, this show's going to be fucking great and hilarious while we're at it and it looks to take place sometime between next generation and picard obviously but it and probably post ds9 too because they do show a bajoran member of, of starfleet so i am 100 percent on board and cannot wait to see where this show goes and that premieres uh next month so it looks fucking great so if you love Rick and Morty, if you love Solar Opposites, this show is right up our alley and uh, probably going to really like it a lot. And then uh, Ron Howard gave, uh, this is our last bit of TV news here, Ron Howard has given an update on his Willow show for Disney+. Plus. 
He's still working on it. It is still in development, but it has not yet been greenlit. So just uh, hold your horses, essentially, for that. But that's where we're at on TV today. But back to Hollywood. And how about this? The UK has given the green light to multiple films to resume work. Uh, So Jurassic World Dominion has already gone back. Uh, Mission Impossible will resume filming. As well, will several other movies that have been held off because of COVID. So it, it's it's nice to see that some things are kind of going back to normal around the world. God damn it! This is upsetting when you think when you see and hear things like this. It's just I don't know. But the movie industry lost a great man this past week, Ennio Morricone. Uh, famous composer for many films, many spaghetti westerns, many Tarantino films, and of course, <whistles> you know, the Ecstasy of Gold song, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Like, this man defined westerns for a long time. It, it just, it sucks, man, when you lose someone like that, so. It's, uh, it's good. It, I mean, it's not good. It's sad. But it's, luckily, his talent will live on forever in, in Hollywood. Moving on to the MCU, it is now confirmed that Black Widow, at least the standalone Black Widow film, will ser- serve as a passing of the torch movie, as, as most people had more than likely expected, on to uh, Florence Pugh's Yelena. Which is uh, good, good, pretty, pretty, pretty cool. So that way we'll still have some kind of Black Widow in the MCU moving forward. Chris Hemsworth was speaking, uh, I forget which outlet, to uh, in regards to his upcoming Hulk Hogan film, where he will be playing portraying Hulk Hogan, said that he's had to get buffer for Hulk Hogan than he did for Thor. How crazy is that? That Hulk Hogan is buffer than a Marvel superhero. Anyway. Uh, also have news floating around that Jude Law is in talks to play Captain Hook for a live-action adaptation of Peter Pan for Disney. We all know they've pretty much been remaking just about every one of their films in live-action. Jude Law, I think, would make a perfect Captain Hook. Jude Law's a great actor, and I think he'd be able to pull that role off very, very well. Plus, we need to get the the stain of the pan movie out of all of our mouths. Um, Anyway, uh, it was recently announced that Halloween Kills would be delayed a full year. um, And they have dropped their first trailer showing what's next in store for Michael and the Strode family. So I'm, I'm surprised, though... It sucks it got, a, it got delayed a full year, so for Halloween Kills, which will then be followed up by Halloween Final. I don't remember what it's called anymore, but... Anyway, first trailer up. Movie is now coming out in October of 2021. Uh, also got news on the direction of the next Wolfman reboot that Ryan Gosling is behind and possibly storing in. Uh, Lee Whannell, who most recently directed the reboot of The Invisible Man has signed on to direct the Wolfman reboot. 
I wonder how they'll do that in like a more modern, grounded way. That'll be that'll be cool to see. Definitely. Um, Monster Hunter has also been delayed until April twenty first. The Mila Jovovich film, directed by her husband Paul Wes Anderson, Paul W S Anderson, who also directed her in all of the Resident Evil movies. Uh, that film has been pushed to April. Uh, we also got our first look at Kristen Wiig as uh, Cheetah for Wonder Woman 1984. And very interesting. This is per a promotional art. And yes, we've seen her at, in her character before, but now this is the first time we're seeing her as the Cheetah or as Cheetah. And it she's unrecognizable. Thank God it doesn't look atrocious like the cats in the Cats movie. And... Uh, all I'll say is, I can't wait for this movie, because the first Wonder Woman was great. Gal Gadot is an amazing Wonder Woman, and I like this story of, of how they have the DC characters. I like the Snyderverse, as most people kind of call it, and I cannot wait, and I hope, I hope theaters are, are open in October so I can watch this damn thing. Should have seen it already! Ugh, sucks, man. Sucks hard. And while uh, rumors have been floating for a while about Fast and Furious 9 possibly going to space, well, star of the film himself, Chris Ludacris Bridges, has thrown fire onto that, or has thrown gas onto that fire, saying that we might go to space as early as Fast 9. I know it's ending with Fast 10. And he was talking with The Hollywood Reporter, and he said that, I will say that you are very intuitive, because you said something right, but I'm not going to give it away, after she asked about space and what's next for the franchise. And uh, she said, I don't know, pretty much he, she said something about space again, because he said something about he made it seem like maybe she was right. And he said, I don't know what you're, what you said, acting as if he didn't hear her. So I think we're going to space. That's all I'm going to say. That's what everyone thinks. I mean, w there's nothing else left at this point. How, how, you got to go out with a bang somehow after this. So man, anyway, how about this? Disney plus now has the X-Men films including X-Men Days of Future Past. And somehow it's the uncensored version. You get to see Hugh Jackman's ass on Disney Plus in X-Men Days of Future Past. How about that? Never thought I'd see the day. I just I just thought it would be funny to point that out. But hey, now the X-Men movies are home with their Marvel films. So that that's good. Can't wait to see when the mutants get introduced into the MCU. Uh, Vivica A. Fox was being interviewed and said that if they do make a Kill Bill 3, she would like Zendaya to play her adult vengeful daughter. Because um, obviously her daughter saw her mother get killed in the, I think, Kill Bill 2. I don't remember. It's been a long time. But that is cool. I, I would take that. Zendaya's cool. She's a good actress. I totally, totally watch that. But 
We still don't know what Tarantino's doing for movie number 10. Um, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings will resume filming later this month in Australia. They've been given the go-ahead. So hopefully we won't have too much of a delay on, on the rest of Phase 4 at, over at Marvel. Um, switching over to DC real quick. Uh, rumors are floating around. Uh, however, uh, per sources at the wrap, that it this may not be true, but uh, possible Zatanna movie may be in the works. Uh, or possibly Constantine may be given another film and with uh, Keanu Reeves back in the titular role, which would be cool, I think. Granted, it that doesn't really fit the Constantine aesthetic that we're used to lately, but I don't know. That's it, though, for movies. Um, not a whole lot going on, but uh, we did get some other awesome fucking news, and that is... Ready Player Two has been announced and will launch in November. Pre-orders are now live. Ernest Klein announced Ready Player Two to release in November. Fuck yeah, dude. Ready Player One is one of the best books I've ever written. Loved the movie. And when I say loved the movie, I mean loved the movie. I cannot wait to see Ready Player um, I can't wait to see. I mean, I can't wait to see if they decide to make a Ready Player Two film because that would be great as well. And I'm excited for it all. I am excited for it all. So we'll see where things go. And I will definitely have that book here day one because I'm going to read that shit right away. I am not waiting. I am not waiting. But thus concludes our broadcast day. I am your host, Nick. Thank you guys for listening to Nick's Nerd News. As always, check out nicksnerdnews.com where you can listen to the show right in your browser. Or if you prefer, you can find links to our Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcast play pages. Uh, while you're there, check out our social tab where you can find us on, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We do post a lot of memes. Uh, they are not my own. I get them online because they're fucking hilarious. And I want to share them with the world. But thank you guys, like I said, for listening. I am happy you guys are here every week to listen to me prattle on about nonsense. As always. Um, I do like to be a constant for you guys during this ridiculous time. And hope to be here for you guys for a long time as well. And uh, glad, glad, glad you guys could all could be here. Anyway, again, like I said, I am Nick. I am your host of Nick's Nerd News. This has been another episode. We are deep into territory here on episodes, folks. We are, we are approaching 110 episodes. How crazy is that? We're over two years in. Nuts, man. Anyway, I'll catch you guys on the flip side.